1: So we need to understand the love that God showed us was based solely on the choice of the one doing the loving and not the merit on the one being loved. Now I'm going to say that again in case you missed it. The love that God showed us was based solely on the choice of the one doing the loving and not on the merit of the one being loved. And so Jesus is saying, I want you to choose to love your enemies. And then in verse 28, then he says, I want you to choose. Look at verse 28. I want you to choose to bless them, bless those who curse you and pray for those who despitefully use you pray for them and don't pray. Listen, father, break their teeth out and cast them down to hell (laughs) in Jesus name. Of course. That's just weird. Don't pray that. Now, again, listen, saints, this is impossible stuff. This is humanly crazy. Bless those who curse you. In other words, if a guy gives you the finger on the freeway, you should drive by him and say, bless you, brother. (laughs) I mean, honestly, is that your first reaction? If somebody gives you the finger, If, some, if somebody gives you the finger on the freeway, listen, I'm sorry, I'm the pastor, I love Jesus, don't judge me, pray for me. But if somebody, I, my first reaction is not to drive up alongside, roll down my window, look over, bless you brother. That's not my first reaction. My first reaction is, follow them home. When they get out the car, run them over and then back up run over them back up run over them back up run over them back up and then take off that's my first reaction so this stuff is crazy my first you know yesterday you know i hate it when god expects me to live what i preach <laughs> just like hmm. So I prepare this sermon. I'm reading. I'm yesterday. I'm all Thursday. I'm, you know, love your enemies. Bless those. Yes. Yes. Bless those who curse you. Yes. Oh, yes. This is good stuff. They're going to be so blessed. I'm going to be blessed. And then yesterday, I kid you not, I go to Panera Bread over here in Apex. Okay. And I go in Panera Bread, I got my day planned out, I've been studying the word, I'm ready for dinner, I'm planning my, my evening because I'm a planner when it comes to Saturday, so I'm planning my evening, I'm gonna go to Panera Bread, get me a chicken salad with um, extra onions and pepper chicken, why am I telling you this? And, and I'm gonna get my salad and then I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna play with my puppy, eat my salad, read a little bit more of the word, go sleep, Wake up in the morning, spiritual, come church, holy, sanctified. <laughs> okay, so I got this all planned out, okay? So I go to Panera Bread yesterday. I walk in. I'm standing in line. There's these two guys talking. They're kind of, sort of, but not really in the line. So I said, um, you guys, uh, you, you guys in line? No, 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 no. We're just talking. We're talking. Oh, okay, okay. And the guy was standing in front of me. So we're waiting. It's all full. All of a sudden, this lady comes in. She comes and stands behind me. I see her. You know you can feel somebody behind you. She's standing behind me. And I, there's a guy in front of me, and I'm standing here. And there's a lady behind me. All of a sudden, one the cashier opened. They were done with their order. The lady goes right around us, walks up to the cashier, and starts ordering. I'm looking at this woman. <laughs> and you know, I'm thinking to myself... You know, in, in my in my mind, I'm thinking. You know, I, I didn't. I'm thinking. Should I say something? Should, you know, I honestly felt like like the good the good devil and the bad devil. Was, I mean, the good devil. I mean, <laughs> I mean the good de- I mean, the good angel. The angel. I felt like the good angel. The good angel and the bad angel and the bad angel was saying, you know, you need to tell her about herself. And the good one was saying, no, just leave it alone, leave it alone. You're a Christian, you know, you love Jesus. No, 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 she shouldn't get away with that. So I'm going back and forth in my mind. I'm going, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. Something came over me, but I listened to the bad angel. I did, I did, I did. I listened, I shouldn't, I shouldn't I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it, but I did. So I walked up to the lady, I, and then what? The other cashier's open. So the guy in front of me, he went to this cashier, and I went straight up. And, and, and all the while, I'm thinking, nah, I'm not going to say anything. All of a sudden, I got up there, and I just, honestly, I thought, well, just let me say something. Just a little something. So I went, I went. She was a little late, like this here. I mean, I, you know, she, I, 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 I said, excuse me. I said, do you, do you realize you like cut in front of two people when you got in line here? That woman lost her mind. <laughs> she, she lost her mind. She started going. She's like, oh, I don't believe this. Oh, I, well, well, I don't even care. It's first come, first served. And I was trying to be nice. But then she started getting loud. And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I really got to get this together because there are people who work here that go to Calvary Chapel. <laughs> so I got to get this together. She started getting loud. Well, I don't believe this. And, and I, I thought it was fir- whoever is first in line, whoever is next. I said, well, if it's first come, first serve lady, then I was before you. <laughs> well, well, I don't, oh, I'm 61 years old. And this has never happened to me. I said, well, if you're 61, then you should know better. <laughs> And she just went on and on and on. She said, I'm like, whatever, whatever, whatever. By now I am in the flesh. The flesh monster has risen. It has risen. So she gets her order and she goes away. And the lady in front of me, she's like this. And then the lady, I mean, she even said this. She goes, she's like, she's frantic. I don't know what her problem is, but then she goes, oh, well, I only thought this kind of stuff happened on CNN. (laughs) You know, it was like, it was like like the cashiers and all the people in the back where they make the food at, they all heard it. And when she said, oh, I only think this stuff happened on CNN, it was like a dead silence. Everybody was like, what's that mean? (laughs) I'm like, pizza face? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) at that point I'm like oh oh you're just trying to be silly now and then she just walked off and I looked at the lady I said you know really I'm really not like this I really really I'm seriously I don't take medications I'm really not like this and and she took my order and then I go back and I get my order and the person behind the counter hands me my bag with my order in it they said okay Pastor Rodney have a nice day go nowhere, man. I mean, you know, the Bible said that what I should have done, okay, all right, okay. What I should have done was bless those who curse me. I should have just walked up to her and said, you know, the Bible said bless, I should have walked, I should, you know what, bless you. It didn't say how to bless them, it just says say bless them. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Y'all know it happened to you too. Y'all, y'all looking at me like, oh, no, I'm just too spiritual for that. It would never happen to me. Okay. Probably happened on the way home today. So Jesus says, look at verse 28. Jesus says, pray for those who despitefully use you. And notice, if you have enemies, listen, you might want to write this down. If you have enemies, do three things. Number one, bless them. Are you with me? Number two, pray for them in verse 28. Are you with me? And then finally, do good to them in verse 33. You got enemies, do three things. Bless them, pray for them, and do good to them. Saints, this is how it works. Listen, if you start to pray for people, things change. Can you say amen? Amen. And the first thing that changes, watch this, is you. When you start praying for people, you start to change. You start to love them. You know, somebody once said, prayer purges the poison of hatred and bitterness. You see, you can't ask God to bless you and not bless others. And so you start praying, Lord, bless them and help them and work in their hearts like you worked in my heart. And then God begins to show you how much you have despitefully used him. And then you soften And you want to show mercy and you want to show compassion toward others because God has shown compassion toward you. Are you listening? God has forgiven you. Why would you not forgive someone else? And I can't tell you one of the things that it honestly grieves my spirit when I hear Christians say, I can't forgive them. It's not good. I know that modern psychology says that forgiveness is something that is healthy for you. I know that modern psychology says that unforgiveness is linked to cancer. And with you not forgiving someone, you're doing more harm to yourself than than them. And all of these kinds of things that I know that modern psychology teaches, and I agree with that. But can I tell you something? You don't only forgive a person because of your own health. Are you listening? You don't only forgive a person because of your own health. You forgive a person because Jesus said, do it. Is that okay? What, only half of you agree? Jesus said, do it. And you forgive people. Why? Because you've been forgiven so much. I've been forgiven so much. God has blessed me so much. Every single time I've gone to God, listen to me. Every single time I've gone to God and said, Lord, forgive me. I honestly have felt forgiveness. Can I get a witness? I have felt forgiveness. Not only did I know I was because the word of God said I was, but I felt forgiven. And the Bible says, as far as the east is from the west, so shall your sin be far from me. I felt forgiven. And if God forgives me when every single time, and please don't ask me, but it is often Then I go to him and say, God, forgive me. And he does forgive me. Then who are you not to forgive someone else? How can you go to God and ask for forgiveness when you won't forgive somebody else? Huh? We have to be forgiving people, not only because of what modern psychology says, but because of what God says. And because you have been forgiven much, therefore you are to forgive much. And how can you expect to be forgiven if you are not willing to forgive? It's so hypocritical. And people say, oh, the church is full of hypocrites. Well, I agree with that. The church is full of hypocrites. And this is one of the areas in which I believe the church people are most hypocritical in that we are not willing to forgive. And then in verse 29, we got to move on and kind of coming for a landing here. Look at verse 29. It says, if someone slaps you on the cheek, then offer him the other one. Now, I'm not one to... (laughs) I am not one to question the word, okay? God says, do it, you do it. Get over it, suck it up, do it. This one here is a toughie, okay? It's like, hold on, Jesus. This This is going a little bit too far here. God is telling us if somebody strikes you on the face, then you should say, here, hit the other side as well. Now, I don't know about y'all, but if you can do that, I applaud you. But me, me personally, me, myself, and I, I have not got to that point yet. Okay, so don't try this at home. Because if you slap me, let's finish verse 29. That's all I'm going to say about that, Barbara. Okay. Jesus said, if someone steals your coat, give them your shirt also. Verse 30, give to everyone who asks of you. And if someone takes away your stuff, don't ask for it back. In other words, listen, if your car is parked outside your house and you come out and you see somebody running down the street with your car stereo, you're supposed to say, hey, 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 come back. You forgot the speakers. (laughs) That's my interpretation of what this is. Jesus is saying, look, I'm just doing the best I can, people. <laughs> Jesus is saying your response should be, you know, hey, give them, give them everything. Nothing belongs to you anyway. Now, I don't know about you if you're getting this or not, but these commands are really impossible. And not only impossible, but actually as you read them, they can seem like a joke. Let's continue. Look at verse 31. I've, <laughs> I've always told you that Jesus was a relevant preacher, And here in verse 31, are you looking at it? And here he's taking a current saying and he's changing it. See, the rabbis of Jesus, they taught that whatever you don't want someone to do to you, don't do to them. That's a negative. But the problem is you could go through your whole life and never do anything to anybody and not get anything done. And so Jesus takes this negative command and he puts it into a positive Jesus says, whatever you do want people to do to you, even if they don't do it, do it to them. And whatever way you want people to live toward you, then initiate and live that way toward them. Then in verse 32 through 34, Jesus says, if you love those who love you, so what? People who don't know Jesus do that. And if you do good to those who do good to you, so what? People who don't know Jesus do that. And if you lend money to people and are planning to get it back, so what? Banks do that. You see, as a Christian, there is a different requirement because we are living out of this world. We are living for the kingdom. And saints, listen, Jesus is not telling us to do something that he has not already done. Jesus practices, unlike Pastor Rodney, Jesus practices what? Don't y'all say amen. That would not be amenable. (laughs) Jesus practices what he preaches. He loved his enemies, Judas. He did good to them that hated him. He blessed them that cursed him, the thief on the cross. He prayed for them that spitefully used him. As remember, he's hanging on the cross and he said, what? Father, forgive them, but they don't know what they're doing. And then in verse 35 and 36, Jesus says, Love your enemies, do good, lend, don't expect anything in return, and your reward will be great in the kingdom. And you will be the sons of the Most High because he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. What we have before us here is some impossible stuff. The things that Jesus is telling us to do are impossible. And the reason are you listening? The reason they are impossible is because they, these things are not a part of our nature. These are not natural. So then the question remains, why would God tell us to do something that's impossible? Well, one reason. God wants us to see how far, watch this, God wants us to see how far from perfection we really are. Somebody once said it like this, ain't nobody perfect. And that's the truth. Some folks think they're perfect, don't they? They're not. This, reading this, if you think you're perfect, read verse 27 through 36 and tell me that you keep every single word in this text. Tell me you do. And I will tell you, you are delusional and you need help (laughs) fast. No one does. So these commandments or these commands here are here to help show us that we are far from perfection and we need him to help us to be the children of the Most High. And once we become the children of the Most High, then like Pastor Jim told you last week, we must abide in Christ and stay connected to the vine. And if you don't, you will hate your enemies and you will walk in the flesh. But if you do these things, you are validating the fact that you are a child of God because he is kind and generous to the unthankful and to the evil. In other words, listen, God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. It's raining outside. When you walk outside, when the water comes down, non-Christians and Christians alike get wet. Amen. It's as simple as that. God is a God of impartiality. He does not show partiality. In theological terms... We call this reigning on the just as well as the unjust in theological terms. In seminary, and listen, you can go to seminary and spend forty thousand dollars, or you can listen to what I'm about to tell you, <laughs> and it's free. Not unless you want to give me a check. I'm just kidding. In theological terms, we call this common grace. Write that down. Common grace. Common grace means that God gives the same benefit to believers and unbelievers and shows no partiality. Everyone experiences common grace and often without common gratitude. Isn't that true? So with all of that, be merciful, just like the Father is a God of mercy. If you're taking notes, you write this down. There's a difference between mercy and grace. What's the difference? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. I'll say it again. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. For example, there's a guy on death row, in closing. There's a guy on death row. What does it mean when a preacher says in closing? Nothing, Nothing, absolutely nothing. (laughs) There's a guy on death, really, in closing. There's a guy... (laughs) There's a guy on death row, talking about grace and mercy. There's a guy on death row and guilty and wants to be acquitted. The governor grants that acquittal. That's mercy. He's not getting what he deserves. But then what if, listen, what if that governor not only acquits him, but takes him over to Nordstrom's and buys him a new suit? And then he buys him some cologne. And then the governor tells the man... That there's a chauffeur outside waiting to pick him up and take him to his mansion. And not only that, but the governor has made the man the sole beneficiary of his will. Well, that's grace. You see, you should have died, but instead you got pardoned, forgiven, and rewarded. That's the picture of the believer. Are you with me? We should have died, but we have been pardoned, we have been forgiven, and we have been rewarded. We are blessed. I don't care what the economy says. We are blessed. They said we're the recession. Oh, the recession, recession. We're all going to die. Listen, I don't know anybody lost weight in the recession. <laughs> Everybody ate. Say amen. amen. Everybody ain't. Oh, now we're on the upturn. Oh, it's all we're getting better. Things are getting better. Listen, I do not trust in anyone's government. I trust in the Lord. Amen. I trust in the Lord. My God said, I will never see the righteous forsaken nor seed begging bread. I don't care what the economy does. I know that my God is going to take care of Pastor Rodney. Amen. And God's going to take care of you. You've been pardoned. You've been forgiven and you've been blessed. You've been not only blessed right now, but Jesus said, I came to give you life. And that more abundantly, you'll be blessed in this life and you'll be blessed in the life to come. We serve a great God. We serve an awesome God. God has been so good. I feel a sense of urgency. I feel, since February, I feel like I'm preaching hard because I feel a sense of urgency and I feel a a tremendous burden. Pray for me. I feel a tremendous burden for the church and for Christians. So unbiblical. It's so unbiblical in our behavior in our thinking and, and burden because I know and I believe that Jesus is coming soon. And I want everybody in this church that God has given me, pastoral shepherd, over, I want us to be ready. And I want God to say to you when he sees you, well done good and faithful servant. Enter now in the joy of the Lord. Well done. So burdened. Obey God. Do what God tells you to do. Live your life backward. I guess I said all that and say that. Live your life backward. You'll be blessed. You'll be happy. Trust the Lord no matter what. No matter what the government says or MSNBC, CNN, trust God. He's coming back someday. And everything you're going through right now won't even be remembered. You'll get in heaven, you'll see God, you'll whoa, man, this place is awesome. <laughs> Streets of gold, pearly gates, read the book of Revelation, it'll tell you.